0: Good afternoon. It is Friday, April thirtieth and it is my pleasure to introduce our guest today Today is our egg board member day of when we take a, a deep dive into one of uh, our favorite board members, Annette Hogan.
1: Thank you, Chicky. What's a nice opportunity
0: Well, great Annette why don't you give us uh, a little bit of your your background just from the high level that everybody else did their intros, and then uh, we'll start into talking about your career.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, I I live, or I try to live, (laughs) in Coconut Grove, Florida, which is a beautiful uh, community, and I have uh, a partner. I have three dogs, and I have a cat. And I rent my children in the form of nephews. So uh, it makes for a very nice lifestyle, and I enjoy my my, uh, choices in my career, I've, I've been able to be on many sides of the uh, of the equation, if you will, on the supplier side, on the distribution side, uh, and, and and even then on the technology side of both of those sides. So that gets that it to you in a nutshell.
0: I wanted to uh, actually dive into that a bit deeper. And uh, you actually started your career with Eastern Airlines, is that right? That's right.
1: 1978, March 13th. Memorable day.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, that's actually a very similar time frame from when I got in the industry. So, uh, you were on the, the operations side of the
1: airline or reservations? What what area? I, I started off in reservations. Uh, my my mom had. I come from an airline family, and my mom quickly told me that once school was finished and I was over the age of twenty one, that I would have to start paying for my tickets. So this was unfathomable for me. It was absolutely uh, unacceptable. So I, I literally started just to apply to the airlines for anything that they would give me uh, for the, for the, uh, to, to continue my habit, if you will. And um, Eastern Airlines was in a very big hiring mode at that time. And I uh, uh, got a job with reservations, which I thought was perfect because it was shift work. I still think it was probably the most highly paid job, including today, <laughs> if you look at all the hours. Um, and we, we basically were looking at an airline that at that point in time was very progressive uh, in terms of training, in terms of uh, making sure that uh, airport operations and reservations worked very closely together. So I worked on a lot of functions there. But Eastern was a great airline, and that's where it all started for me.
0: And something that uh, some people may not know about you is about your place of birth.
1: <laughs> my place of birth is Havana, Cuba, and I left at eight months of age. So I'm not going to tell you exactly where that, when that was, but uh, it, it was at the time that, that um, Castro was just about taking a power in, in some way, so my family moved over here. It was still at a time where you could go back and forth, and my grandmother uh, would take me back and forth to spend the summers with her, sec- her other daughter, uh, my aunt, in Havana. And so I, I have memories. I, I did that till I was about four years old, so spending the summers uh, was, was very memorable for me. And then, of course, I went back one, at one point in my life in the year 2003 back then, I don't know if these laws still exist, but uh, you were able to go back um, if you had some sort of cultural uh, uh, attachment or if you could prove that you were born there, and and I had both. So I I, I chartered a plane, and my mom went with me, and we we really had a great time. It's probably, we're all very well-traveled people on this call, so I I feel comfortable saying this. Um, Havana is just an Unbelievable city it's got slices of Madrid of Paris, of Rome, and then you put it in this uh, beautiful, beautiful, lush tropical environment it's It's really quite special, but I haven't been back since. Wow,
0: so uh, after your job on the airline side of Eastern Airlines, you were part of the the group that was originally known as System One.
1: Yes, uh, there was a small group that uh, we started System One. Back in the dungeon of an old Pan Am building, one phone to about uh, seven reps, <laughs> and w- it was it was actually very memorable to to build up System One in that way. And I remember many friends of mine telling me, "But, gee, I mean, isn't that kind of risky? That System One stuff and computers with agencies and uh, and and from there it took off. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, where to after that? We're to after that after system one um, at that time there was also a period of about five years that Amadeus was building Amadeus Amadeus was a project for five years and then it became a product um, so it was kind of interesting to work at system one because you also had a a toe if you will in on the Amadeus side um, however a former colleague of mine went to American Airlines And uh, he recruited me in what what was back then American Airlines Decision Decision Technologies. And at that point, uh, it was the Crandall days, and he wanted to make sure that we sold software and systems and processes uh, and on a consulting basis to other airlines to make sure that they were up to speed because Crandall's philosophy was, if I deal with dumb competitors, they're going to drive us all down. So that was a lot of fun, and that was in Dallas. And then um, Amadeus became a product. And um, a friend of mine put me in contact with somebody who was hiring an Amadeus in Madrid. I flew over, and uh, the decision was Dallas-Madrid. Let me see. So uh, it was an absolutely beautiful, beautiful job. Uh, Again, having known some of the players already because of the Miami efforts where they were Uh, developing Amadeus close to System 1 and the Old Eastern System. Um, And then from there, I I went on to uh, another friend of mine put me in contact with uh, a very interesting uh, gentleman, uh, Peter Wallenberg. And Peter Wallenberg is is, uh, the the family, the Wallenbergs are uh, the owners of uh, uh, former companies, in this case of Saab, Electrolux, Ericsson Communications, and Peter, back then, in the early nineties uh, was doing what many uh, families of wealth uh, were doing. They were playing with internet companies and seeing which ones kind of panned out so through a good colleague of mine, uh, I met Peter and uh, uh, it was it was instantly you know, my gosh, what a wonderful opportunity, although it was a small company um, they say the Wallenberg family back then was estimated at sixty billion net worth. So I thought, well, there there I think there's enough funding here. <laughs> and uh we did very well. Uh we actually positioned uh, the company and, and uh it later became the backbone of one travel. I don't know if you know that, Chicky.
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. And from um from there I, I moved back. I, I was living in Amsterdam for, for three and a half something years. And uh, my mom had had uh, her her first stroke, so being an only child, I I came back to uh, Miami, and and Peter was absolutely so supportive. I would go back and forth Amsterdam, Miami for about six months to make sure that that whole effort was still in place. But yet I could take take care of what I needed to take care of, and I had uh, uh, was lucky enough to uh, be recruited by Royal Caribbean uh during that time. So I went home with a job, which is always nice. Well Did and the interesting there. thing
0: was that the job was e commerce.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh way, way before e commerce was really and truly fashionable because this was this had to be to uh seven? Ninety
1: six. Yeah. And and actually, uh just to date myself further, uh it was marketing automation. <laughs> <laughs> the old term for e commerce, but yes, and uh, you know it's interesting because you know we were talking about budget the other day when you were up here, and I think that's where I got my uh, uh keen sense of defending budgets because back then and even moving forward uh, uh during that time of of the mid to to even early two thousand um you really had to defend your e commerce budget because not everybody was a believer there were still folks out there that were questioning where that stuff was really going to go. Oh, clearly. And actually, it's so
0: funny because uh, even though we should have met before then, uh, it was actually your next job uh, where we met. And I was brought in by the folks at Ernst & Young to work on a big sales pitch for an e-commerce platform for a company called Far & Wide. And the interesting thing was just to show how little people understood about e-commerce at that time, and I believe that was '98.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and in 1998, Ernst & Young, you know, we had like 25, uh, you know, hotshot MBAs in a hotel ballroom, you know, working on this proposal all night to deliver to far and wide the next day, and and you know, little did I know uh, we were going to be presenting to Annette. But the interesting thing was that these guys they had just gotten finished building a, a site for I believe it was J Crew and they're like, Well, we could just use that. Like how different is travel like from shirts? It's like blue and it's small, medium and large and you can get it in white and long sleeve and short sleeve. It's like No, I don't think you understand. <laughs> Although, you know, if they had done that Annette, maybe we would have ended up with true you know, cross product shopping carts way earlier than, you know, I mean, we're still struggling with that now. So, so jump in with uh, really, uh, well, I guess you did have a little bit of startup feel with some of those other ventures, but this was like the startup of all
1: startups. Absolutely. With one heck of a checkbook though. Uh, That, that was, uh, I don't know if some of you guys remember uh, Phil Bakes. He, he was at one time the president of Eastern Airlines and He's the fellow that brought Continental out of bankruptcy, and he just had a lot of uh, background. A a charming fellow, uh, so when presenting for uh, funding and all of that, uh, uh, literally just just, uh, his charm really penetrated through. As well, very, very sharp. Um, And Phil, I was employee number four on Far and Wide, so he really recruited an excellent team. Um, We went out and we bought. 20 companies. Um the, the the payouts designed with the companies were were very clever. It really kept the management on and happy and we were basically responsible for integrating all of this from the B to B and then eventually a B to C side. Uh, we didn't we didn't make it after 9/11. So uh it lasted a little bit after that and then basically by default I then got into consulting. Right. and uh that lasted like 3 or 4 years and then um then Delaware North called, and Delaware North is uh, based in Buffalo New York, and its uh, alternative is then Fresno. So when they said that i said well gee i don't, i don't know about the meanwhile I was in miami i don't, i don't know about those locations, but why don 't I go up for the interview anyway, thinking that in my consulting practice I could uh, you know basically convince them that they didn 't need to hire anybody, they could do it out of consulting resources. But it was quite compelling because I had never uh really done national parks and these types of resorts and looked at that portfolio in in that way and it became very, very attractive. So I didn't... well and, and pure
0: hospitality. You know, that was oh, yeah. really your first venture into that. And I think the other really interesting thing, you know, that I've learned from working closely with you is when you have to start thinking, and, and you know, your first role with Delaware North was really at the corporate level, overseeing a lot of property folks, but really learning the property side and and, and what the property deals with. And uh, you know, again, I was fortunate uh, to work with you on on that project of of helping to figure out how you can apply kind of the same marketing templates to your properties, as well as yeah. the things like Old Town San Diego, which you guys yeah. at that time man- managed. Yeah. So then you decided you wanted to be back in Miami again. Your mom uh, was getting a little bit older and needing a little bit more care, so
1: you came back home again. I came back home again, uh, but, you know, it, it's it's wonderful to work in different companies because you just you make new friends. And uh, I, I did come back to Miami uh, with, with Carolyn. I came back to Miami with Amadeus and... Uh, did uh, a project with vacation.com. So we kind of wrapped that up and we had the pleasure of working with solutions. And then after this was uh, kind of done and solved, it was, well, what's next? I asked my boss and she says, well, you know, there's this hospitality division that we've got. <laughs> so did about um, a couple of years or a few years there on, on that side. And, and I made a, a a strategic decision, which was a little spooky for me, but I thought I had some counsel from some a couple of very smart people that I really was missing the destination side of things. So I thought, well, let me let me let me try to get back to that. Uh, a couple of folks even told me you, you're getting a little bit too much technology behind you, and you're going to pigeonhole yourself into technology, and now you're back at a technology company. So um, so I took the plunge. I I left Amadeus. I had no idea the economy would tank as severely as it did. <laughs> uh, but it did, but you know, um it was an interesting move. Fortunately for me, I I also have another business with a partner uh which is a, a a boutique gym with Pilates and and things of that nature, so that that has uh you know worked out very well. Um but then as 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 one would have it with relationships, there came an opportunity with Kennedy and I always leave transition plans when I when I transition. And the person that I fought very much and, and it was totally the right decision to put in my place at Delaware North uh, was still with Delaware North, heading up the sales and marketing for the division. So she called me up one day and she said, "Look, there's there's some issues that we've got with Kennedy, and the biggest issue is that our 15 year contract with NASA is up and we can't lose this. So I was recruited to make some changes at sales and marketing, kind of make it buzz right along which we've been uh uh doing and it it's it's really worked out very very well. Um companies the the is doing very well, we're we're ahead while our partners over in SeaWorld and Disney World are having uh, deep dives, I think Disney World was the only one to wind up flat last year, and we were actually up, um, certainly by no comparison of size, are we ever the size of Disney, but interesting. And, and, and we're tracking uh, even ahead right now in first quarter. But nonetheless, uh, it was interesting to, um, for me to work at a property level, and it's given me, as I think you've mentioned, dirtier, the side of the corporate side when you're pushing stuff down and you're saying – you know, you will do this property. Now I see where some of the barriers, some of the concerns, and perhaps how much more smoothly <clears throat> things could happen uh, when, when corporate and properties uh, work together. So it's really been a blessing. It's been a, a growth part of uh, for me in my career working at the property level.
0: One of the really interesting perspectives, and this reminds me a little bit of the kind of what I call the glory days of the GDS, the early years, uh, you know, back in the early 80s when everybody still liked each other, you know, suppliers and and GDSs and travel agencies uh, all were were very much uh, in partnership with one another and, and, you know, the the kind of antagonism that is built up over the years, uh, you know, wasn't there. And there were a lot of us who were young. Um, But, you know, those of us who have grown up in that industry, um, you know, the industry is now dominated by uh, a a lot of 40- and 50-year-olds who have all the corporate knowledge and the industry knowledge. And you're at a place where you've got a very young team, and I I have thoroughly enjoyed working with them, by the way. Um, But you you are with a a team of pretty much 20- and 30-somethings, right? 27
1: of them. Yes. (laughs) And uh, I gotta tell you, I love it.
0: So tell me, tell me about the dynamics of that. How how it's made you think. How how you have to communicate differently with having a younger workforce.
1: Well, it reminds me of things that my grandmother used to say. She used to always say, "Stay with the young people. (laughs) Never go to a doctor that's too (laughs) old." (laughs) You know, because yeah. So it. it, it, I've had so many thoughts of, of of. Sayings like that of my grandmother, and to me, this has been very refreshing. Number one, um, the the I, I think we're all workaholics on this call. I think we all uh, have a lot of zippity doo dah left in our day and our high energy and all of this. But in general, that's that. Those I think are exceptional people and exceptions. Um, what you have with this team is a total can do attitude. Consistently, the way they look at social media is—it's it's not a new medium; it's—it's it's life. So, as a marketer, and when you're positioning and you're looking at strategies and how to get stuff out there, it's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, it's a nice balance to see folks that are actually just bringing what is regular life out there, and and you're not doing any kind of well. Here's the proving ground, and you know this is why we have to do social media and, and etc. So very refreshing, uh, very talented group of people, very responsible. So um, I'm having a ball.
0: Well, that's great. And Annette, I know one of, one of your many responsibilities is public relations. And, uh, you know, of course, everyone is, is aware that, that Obama has recently made some pretty significant cuts in the federal budget, which uh, uh, more than trickle down. To NASA, so you know how how have you handled the challenge of uh first of all the the complete misconception that you know somehow Kennedy Space Center is you know completely closing down at the end of this year and you won't have a job you know all the way through to you know all of the other iterations of, of what people are thinking about this
1: you know the the other day one of the magazines came over and and we did a, a, a an, I did an interview for them and and they they asked the same thing, and I'm so glad you're asking this on on this call. Because um, it, it was just a regular old Tuesday or Wednesday uh, during the week, and they said, "What are you going to do when shuttles go away?" And I said, "Well, you know, let's look out the window over here. There's about 12,000 people in there. So really, the space program of is 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 one element, and we naturally uh, uh, gain a lot of advantage on launch days. I mean, we sold." Um, Probably around twelve thousand, eleven thousand five hundred tickets uh, the other day in less than twenty minutes when we opened for sale. Both the launch viewing, which is the the VIP area, as well as the causeway, which is another area, as well as here in the park. So those definitely give us a bump up. However, the the uh, the park itself is an immersive. Uh, feeling uh, an immersive experience uh where you can take children and they will see where 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 things can where where life can go that you can be an astronaut that you can go to the moon i think what's happened with the space program is that it has gotten some negative press and many astronauts perhaps in nasa are not uh, uh, happy with with some of the statements many are happy with some of the statements so like anything everybody's got an opinion but all in all We're going to Mars. Uh, All in all, there's still interest in space exploration. All in all, there's lots of countries, China, India, others, Russia, that that are uh, investing heavy dollars there. So what we have to do as marketers is make sure that, and right now winning the contract, you can imagine there's master planning going on. It's an absolutely precious time to, to, to be somewhere because we are creating the evolution of this brand, both from a product development as well as a branding perspective. So mm-hmm. what we need to capitalize is how much more reach, how many more people can we, can we make sure that know all of this information. And we've got some things from the Obama statements the other day that we can hook on to. So uh, going to Mars is not a bad statement. Right, right. And
0: uh I I had shared I think before you got on the call that uh last Saturday I took my my son and three of his friends to Kennedy Space Center and it was just so much fun to watch them and there's a new exhibit that's open. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure it's officially open uh, full-time, but it, it actually maps out all the things that are going to have to happen uh, in order to go to Mars, and, and uh, it's just um, it's amazing. It's it's totally fascinating, and, and I have shared with so many people since I've been doing work for you, uh, Annette, that I didn't realize until I walked through the front gate how much I love space, and, and I mean, I just – fell in love with space and and all things space so uh it's it's been a really really wonderful opportunity for me to work with you and to be able to be over there so much and to have seen some launches and and to be a, a part of that master planning moving forward so thank you uh, very very much for that opportunity to work with you on that
1: well the feeling is mutual and, and the yoga helps too
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, the amazing thing is I'm not sore. So that that was a really good thing for me to take there you up. Go. There you go. <laughs> well, I would like to uh, to open it to questions and, uh, you know, would would love to hear from kind of e- each person about any any questions that you've got, whether it's about Kennedy Space Center or, uh, you know, what it what it's like to be on the property side or uh, just just anything you want to ask about who'd like to be first. Carolyn, you're always good for a question. Are you still on with us? I am certainly on. Okay, so I'll bring it back to um,
2: Amadeus. Well, maybe Amadeus, but a little bit of all your experience in in, uh, working in Europe and um, the different cultures and being a woman and any challenges or any insights that you could give us in terms of how to best navigate that
1: well actually uh at it 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 always um being a woman and being an american woman um <laughs> is a very uh at least back then it really worked for a person because you could get away with a little bit more usually and again i worked for technology companies so um there was never a woman on the ta- at the table uh but being an american woman and and Perhaps the age, perhaps all of these components put together, worked where you would be able to go into a room, you would be able to do your presentation, you would be able to be uh, taken very, very seriously during negotiations of, of large-scale contracts in some cases. So um, I think it wasn't just being a woman; I think it was being an American woman that that worked very well from the um, cultural side. You know what I have appreciated from Europe, and I I, uh, think that maybe perhaps we here in this country need to take a little bit of more thought for is Europeans are truly strategic thinkers. Um, In America, we think in a more short-term perspective. Maybe that's good. I don't know, but what I do find is that when you've really taken the time to Um, look at a long-term vision and stick to your guns of what that vision is, how you get there changes, trends change, economies change, things to change in general. But the overall vision and the execution plans I came to really, really appreciate. And I I hope I still have a little bit of that in me because um, you get wound up in the hustle and bustle of, of, of every day and you're just surviving by perusing emails and scanning documents that you should be really thinking about. Um, But I do appreciate that very much from the European side. And then just culturally being immersed in these environments, uh, I remember, uh, because I'm Cuban and my whole family background, I remember walking the streets of of Madrid one day and thinking, wow, all these people look like my cousins. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I must be home. So uh, it, 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 from a personal perspective and at the place and point that I was, you know, age-wise and whatnot, it was just great. And I am so glad, so glad that I had those opportunities and, and, um, and acted on them. I think well, being an American woman is works very well for you. Um, I don't know, Flo, you, you might have a comment or two on that. Uh, you're you're so exposed to so many cultures and uh um, got such a great background.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree with you. I think that, um, you know, the the Europeans, I think, approach things very differently than Americans, although I think that uh, there's still some challenges in dealing, I think, with some of the Europeans from being um, uh, female versus male. Um, So... uh, I don't know. I, I've experienced it on both sides of the Atlantic, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's just a matter of being able to um, go out there and, and uh, you, you have to prove yourself whether you're male or female. Yeah. And um, you just have to, uh, you know, be, be strong and, and, uh, and I, be, be very persistent and uh, have a good sense of humor. I find that always helps.
0: Yes, not taking yourself too seriously, definitely. (laughs) All right, anybody else? Okay, well, I'm going to stop the recording part of this, and uh, of course, uh, Annette, you're welcome to stay on if you have time, and if you have to go, we understand that, too, and so appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and sharing a little bit about uh, your business background and and also the personal side, which is uh, also great to get to know. So uh, just bear with me for a second, and I will turn off the recording.